The first step in getting closer to God is to realize that you need to or that you want to. And the second step in getting closer to God is to realize that it's possible. I want to encourage you to check out my book, Getting Closer to God, Anthologies from the Forefront Trilogy, Book 2. I think this will really be helpful to you in your pursuit of the Lord and help you understand what I learned over the first 30 plus years of my life as a believer, as a minister, and as a missionary in uh, a lot of the countries of the earth. Check it out. Anthologies from the Forefront, Book 2, Getting Closer to God. It's on Amazon. Welcome to From the Forefront, an FX Missions podcast with your host, Scott McClelland. Far and wide, and sometimes here at home, these bold and courageous souls that answer the call to missions have a steely metal that insists pioneering be part of their daily routine. Let's gather today and learn from those on the forefront. Here's Scott. Hi, Scott here with your FX Missions from the Forefront. Thanks for joining us. Excited to be back today with the lovings, Zach and Sarah. Hi. Hey. <laughs> we'll link back to this previous interview with the Lovings. It's been a couple of years, I think, something like yeah. that. You guys were kind of staged up at the coast of Thailand. Something was going on, a retreat or something with the ministry you guys working with. Is that when it was? Yeah, that was April 2020. When the world was starting to come apart. Yeah. Yes, yeah. right at the beginnings of mm. COVID pandemonium. Yes, at that time, you and I talked, Zach, generally about missions, what you guys are up to. And then Sarah came in and greeted us. So this is Sarah's interview, everyone. And Zach and I are helping her get it done. <laughs> not really. <laughs> she is not thinking maybe this is an awesome idea, but we need to hear from her. It's important. So thanks for your willingness to jump in. I'm glad to do it. Well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so we told a little bit about your origin story about and from mostly from your perspective. Zach, about how you guys got involved in missions. You know, you're obviously a pilot, as we talked about then. And then you guys have been traveling in missions. What's it been, years-wise? We came up to Alaska the first time as a family in 2015. So okay. six, seven years, something like that. We did the whole sell everything and follow the Lord idea in 2009. 2008, actually, fall of 08. Wow. Was when we... And, you know, I think that's part of what we'll talk about a little bit. But yes. That decision as a couple and young family to yeah. move on with the Lord. And so that, if you count all of that, 13, 12, 13 years. My word, so, yes. Yeah. So at that time, how long had you guys been married? One year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just over a year. So a very long year. Wow. Happy anniversary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this year sometime. <laughs> you may have already had it. Probably March, did. It was in March. March will be 15 years yeah. this coming March. This coming March, 15 years. So, yeah. And at the time you made that decision, you were one year in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What were the circumstances kind of leading up to that? I mean, I know from my own perspective, a lot of times when I finally decided to say yes, you know, the battleground had been softened up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Circumstances were making it obvious to me that I didn't really want to not follow Jesus. You know, I really wanted to. What was what was the lead up like? I think I talked a little bit about this mm -hmm. last time, but a big part of that was a vision I had at a youth camp 
mm-hmm. about missions aviation. But then it was a number of years later, three, I guess, three years later mm-hmm. that God really started pushing us back towards, you know, or re redirecting our attention yeah. back towards missions. And then a hurricane up the Texas, Louisiana border, Hurricane Ike in the fall of 08. Yes. And then when we came back after evacuating from the hurricane, our house had been broken into. And so that was, maybe you mm. can add your, your perspective on that, but that was a big, that was a big push yeah. of being able to let go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I knew that I could have the vision of doing missions aviation. We didn't know what that looked like. And then watching End of the Spear kind of helped us have a whole idea of what missions aviation does look like. But letting go of home and letting go of what I thought our life would look like in East Texas and ministry in East Texas. But God was asking us for a complete surrender and letting go of our things and selling everything. And so when the hurricane came through, we went and checked out Letourneau University. Mm. And when we came back home, the entire drive home was a struggle for me of how are we going to keep the house and what would that look like for us being in school in Longview and then living close to Beaumont and the drive back and forth. And so when we got home and saw that someone had broken and stolen everything for me, it was another one of those moments of don't store up for yourself treasures on earth. Wow. And just trusting that God was going to take care of us and just kind of complete surrender, mm. not kind of, but just right. being yeah. willing to say, you know what, none of this matters. And yeah. Yeah, we'll just mm-hmm. let go. <laughs> There's only been a few moments, I think, where I've seen scriptures come alive yeah. in real life. You know, yeah. And that, that was one of them where we're just living that scripture out. Don't store up for yourself treasures mm-hmm. on earth, you know, where thieves break in and steal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was it literal was, version. Yeah. I mean, and it I was think the that was deal. in September. And so by January, we had this whole list of things that needed to take place before we could go to school and all of those things were done mm-hmm. in January and yeah. even in the miracle way. yeah of being accepted to live on campus and all those things. So yeah, God just worked yeah. it all out and it was wow easy for us, you know. It yes, wasn't easy so. to let go. But once we started doing that and we saw how God started answering every prayer, it was just like, okay, wow. here we go. Yeah. Three yeah. months from yeah. September <laughs> and by early January we were living on campus and mm-hmm. Yeah. So January, 2009 was okay. Yeah. That's, I mean, there's several things I want to just kind of summarize there or make sure I understand, but you guys were kind of checking out Letourneau when your house Mm -hmm. got broken too. So you were up, you're basically saying, how do we take these next steps, missions, aviation, that kind of thing. And let's go check out Letourneau while we're on evac from Ike. Yes. And you come back and the house had been cleaned out. Really? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> everything everything was out of yeah. the drawers. It was a classic, you know. Yeah, everything was scattered. Turnover, everything yeah. flipped it over. Yeah, the yeah. hurricane did not do much damage, but the people that come in yeah. behind yeah, it, it was a, it was yeah. a weird deal because when we pulled up, there was some siding off the house, and then when we went inside, I was like, "How did the storm like? <laughs> did it open the cat? Like, it took a minute to come to the realization, like, oh, somebody broke in, and wow, yeah. it was a weird deal. Yeah, weird feeling." Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a sanctity to your private space, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, this, what you're describing hasn't happened to me. So I only know it at a distance, obviously. But yeah, it feels like, wow, is nothing sacred. You know what I'm saying? That it's a violation, 
for sure. And a punctuation. But I guess the Lord used that for good. You know, I mean, it sounds like when we say yes, right, that's when grace starts being applied to our situation, even through contrary events, I guess, you know. And that's, you know, as we're talking, I'm just thinking about, you know, hiding the word in your heart, Mm -hmm. you know, for those kind of moments, because it it says, I'll I'll hide your word in my heart so I won't sin against you. Yeah. Yeah. But in, you know, in that moment, we could have been angry or bitter yeah. or, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. And confident in the Lord of what the next step was, too. Like, there wasn't that moment of, like, now what do we do? It was like, okay, he's okay. already prepared us yeah. to move on. Wow. But we, you know, that scripture came to mind right away. And we were able to, even through a bad event, yeah. you know, turn towards the Lord and it helped push us in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Boom. You're on campus doing your thing. You trained at Letourneau there in Longview. Right. For the aviation piece of what you're you went on to do, I guess, Mm -hmm. fairly soon. I I know there's some years that unfolded. It seems like we get this calling and sometimes there's not an intermission, right? There's a prep phase, obviously. And sometimes that prep phase lasts longer than the school, Mm -hmm. the classes, the, you know, whatever. Is that the way it happened for you guys? Yeah. I think when I graduated in the months leading up to graduation, I started to panic you know, about being that 25 year old guy with a family that has to move back in with mom and dad, you know? And so, so I just on my own took a job there in Longview, Uh you know, it was a good, good experience, but the pay was just couldn't support a family. Yeah. And I just grabbed the first job that came along just out of desperation Mm -hmm. or not, not really seeking the Lord. I think he had, obviously, I think he had something else in mind, but I just, Tried to do my own thing for about yeah. a year. You panicked. I right. panicked, yeah. yep. And so for about a year, and it was the worst year <laughs> of financially in our marriage, you know, yeah. relationally, and it just was bad all the way around. And then, yeah, around 2014, that was when I went back up to King AmeriCorps here in Alaska. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, I think got back on track. Yeah, basically. I think the steps leading up to that was God working some things out of us too. You know, there's uh-huh. always the the school of the spirit of just the physical aviation training. And then I feel like that those two years after that was God working some things into us spiritually. Mm-hmm. And so that Trust. when we realized what we were doing and that we hadn't really been seeking God on the matter of what he had for us next, when we started doing that, we felt like we needed to get out of the house we were in and just start letting go of things again. Yeah. So here we go again, five or six years down the road. Yeah. Was there a break it was not, no. a break in this okay. time. not a break. <laughs> not this time. No, maybe, God broke maybe in. The broke in <laughs> God sure. broke in. The spirit broke yeah. in and, and yeah. started to instruct. Yeah. And, yeah. and which is really good. And so as we begin to seek God and pray and fast on, okay, Lord, we are surrendered to you. And what, what do you have for us next? Um, yeah. That was us moving it to a camper again. And Zach coming up to Alaska and me going to Bible school and just complete surrender again. And not that we had changed our view at any point, but I just feel like God was like, how much more surrender, you know, how much more are you willing to do Mm, what I've told you to do? And so, yeah. Yeah. Being faithful with little, little steps Mm -hmm. along the way. And, you know, yeah, Yeah. I I think it never gets easier necessarily. Somebody shared this weekend about responsibility. The more responsible you are, the more Mm -hmm. responsibility the Lord entrusts you, like the talents, you know, yes. Hey, you did good with these five. Here's five more. Yeah, You know, and I think he's always wanting to see who he can entrust more and more to. So, yeah. And I think one of the things he used 
in that time in our life was I was praying and that scripture kept coming as the deer pants for the water. So my soul longs for you. And so I just kept praying that prayer over and over again, like, Lord, I just long for you. Like I, more than anything, like all we want to do is what you have for us. And I just need you to speak to me. Like, what is it from here? Cause you graduate, you don't know what you're doing now. And it's just a weird phase to be in. And I remember going to the Bible school, some, they had a guest speaker and we went there that Sunday. And as I picked up the brochure for the school that season, that was the scripture on the front of it. And I knew right away, right when I read it, I just started crying because I knew that that's where God wanted us to Mm -hmm. go. That was the next step. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so it was just really amazing to me how he was continually speaking to us each step of the way, like, this is what's next. And so I don't think 2014, me going to school, I don't think that was a just a choice. Mm -hmm. It was definitely God sending us there. And then at the end of that school, we came back up here to Alaska in 2015. Wow. So if we haven't mentioned, we are in the beautiful surroundings of what, what part of Alaska do you call this? This is the Matsu Valley, Matsu Valley, Matsu, the Matanuska river and the Susitna river. Okay. On either side. Yeah. It comes together to make something pretty spectacular right out the window here. (laughs) It's uh, cloudy just now, but, you know, it's like Colorado at sea level. You know what I mean? (laughs) The beauty of Colorado, and you don't have to be 14,000 feet to get it. I really, really like it here. Of course, this is my second time up, and it's been great to be with you guys. So after some of these processes, you went to a Bible program, Bible school. You went to that. And then after that, that was some additional preparation. I think it's interesting how... We come to this, I guess it's a sequence almost, right? Mm-hmm. Where the Lord knocks on the door, whatever he's trying to get our attention. And we, we say, absolutely, Lord, yes. And, you know, we think that's full and complete surrender. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, then, then you're prepared mm-hmm. to just, surrender. Yeah. Yeah. That's just step one. Yeah, <laughs> you're prepared to surrender at a higher level. And I think that's true. The responsibility thing you're mentioning, great, well said. We're prepared for more responsibility, which is really more weight. You know, yeah. it's really more a deeper level of obedience. And and that to me is, you know, it's cool. And, you know, it, it also is a, it's not designed with our comfort in mind, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And also, I think I've interviewed a lot of missionaries and, and I've done a good fair amount of mission stuff. myself. So, you know, it's one thing to get on the field. <laughs> You know, I think a lot of missionary people think, hey, we're there. We're succeeding. We're on the field. You know, (laughs) you know, you have to get there. (laughs) You got to get there. That the first step is nothing else happens without Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. But how do you stay motivated? You know, how do you navigate? You know, there's never that feeling of arrival. I don't think I think we look for that. But I don't think we're ever supposed to have that because. I think that's something we pursue spiritually, you know, like we're continuing to grow and I get afraid if we're ever in that comfort zone, you know, if you're in the comfort zone, are you growing? Are you still surrendering every day? You know, I feel like God, he's teaching us new things every day and new surrender. Mm. So, yeah, I don't think that we've ever been to that place. We're like, oh, here we are. And we've arrived. Yeah. What are you thinking there, Zach? Yeah, it's about faithfulness, you know, just sticking with it is Mm -hmm. one part of it. But to be able to do that, I think you have to have a why, the why behind Mm -hmm. why did you join, you know, why did you join a certain mission or why did you choose to do this kind of Mm -hmm. life or Mm -hmm. something that will sustain you through 
the times when it's, you're wondering why, why did, why did <laughs> I, I do this? I mean, you can, as you're praying and thinking through yeah. that, you can think back yeah. to that. Why, you know, I think back to that vision that I had, mm-hmm. it sustains mm-hmm. me. It keeps me going. But then to, you know, outside of that personal encounter with the Lord that I had just, you know, something from scripture or some mm-hmm. truth that you cling to, like I'm doing this because, or, mm-hmm. you know, this is the why behind it. I just think about Dwayne King, you know, yeah. the director there at Kingdom Air Corps, where we served for those five years. You know, he's late seventies and just as ambitious mm-hmm. and energetic. I've known him for about 10 years or so. Right. As I imagine him yeah. to be as a young missionary here in Alaska. And his why is the gospel. Like mm-hmm. he is so dedicated to seeing people born again and fellowship with the Lord. It just, it's his driving force a driving motivation. And then his love for people and love mm-hmm. for the Lord, you know, it, mm-hmm. it's something that's, yeah, circumstances can't take that away. Right. You know, and so same for us, you know, our love for people. And I think for me, you know, now that I've experienced a deeper level of freedom with the Lord, mm-hmm. you know, you get saved and born again, but that scripture that says it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Just reading that, you can see some kind of process. You yeah. Know, you're set free, but it's for freedom. Like there's this developed, Ongoing freedom, right? Freedom that you can experience. And so the last few years, really moving into deeper levels of freedom with the Lord. And what does it look like to live a life of no shame and no fear of what people think and all those things that in the last few years has become a bigger motivator for me to see other people experience that. Yeah. Cause it's easy to see that people in that first sense, you know, their sins are washed away. They're, They're born again but there's those deeper levels of freedom that you can experience with the Lord of letting go of past sin or the, the shame and guilt of that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a process. So that for me is one of those why motivators, you know, I want to see people experience that. You've grown in Christ. You know, I, I think that's one thing that we, we can forget about as we grow in Christ. It reminds me of a scripture in the old Testament where basically the children of Israel are, are getting ready to go into the land. It says, you're not going to conquer the land, all this territory in one year, but little by little, you're going to drive these enemies out. And I think that's what happens. You know, God puts his stake down or he claims the territory of our heart Mm -hmm. and he starts pushing out the enemies. You know, Mm -hmm. some of them, they got a grip, you know, but the Lord persistently, you know, is, Mm -hmm. is pushing that stuff out of our hearts and lives. And each new level or each new, experience, more complete experience of freedom, mm-hmm. you know, as a motivator, as yeah. you're saying, that's powerful. Yeah. Yeah. We went to, I'll just share this quick <laughs> on that idea. Last year, we went to the Nimitz Museum in Fredericksburg, World War II, like the okay. Pacific Theater Museum yeah. Yeah. in Fredericksburg, Texas. And I had just, you know, again, just deeper understanding of freedom and how to live free in Christ through that time. And then we went to this museum And it really caught me about the island hopping thing of the Pacific theater yeah, and how that the allied troops, especially American forces had to go island by island to drive out the enemy. And even so much that the war had already was over, like Japan had surrendered, but there was still these remote pockets of entrenched Japanese forces that Uh had to be dealt with. And so that really became like just a boom, light bulb moment mm-hmm. of our spiritual journey, you know, that wow. there's in, 
little pockets of our life, you know, yes, we the battle, the war is over. We belong to Jesus. But then these little pockets of our life that we've allowed Satan to have a foothold or a little hook in our life, uh-huh. that we have to go in and yeah. have to deal with that. So anyway, yeah, just that idea of ongoing sanctification and <laughs> dealing with issues, <laughs> and it's, just- it's never over. Not just for ourselves, too. I mean, it's for the people around us. You know, God mm. does these things and sets us free. And as we're digging in more into Him and what He says and His promises, it's really amazing how it's for those around us as well. Yeah. As we share. And yeah. it brings freedom to everyone. So I think that's a lot of our passion is like as God is setting us free and showing us more of living by the Spirit, just to share that with those that are around. And it's for a purpose. Here in Alaska, sure. Thailand, and yeah. Texas, and yeah. everywhere. Yeah. As you bring that up, I mean, let's talk a little bit about you guys are kind of split in time right now. You're working in Thailand part of the year. You work in Alaska here. And then we get to have you in Texas occasionally as well for some seasons annually. Let's talk about that a little bit. What are you guys doing over the last several years, the last few years? And how is that unfolding? I know some of that, but make it like I was there for the first time. Well, at the end of 2019, I think the fall of 2019, we, we decided to be more focused in Thailand with the Free Burma Rangers. And we've been going back and forth the last few years for six months at a time. And okay. Zach works as director of aviation there, starting their aviation program, training guys and building runways and hangars and things like that. And then I work as volunteer coordinator. Okay. We are. Yeah. And then coming here to Alaska... We still come back every year for six months at a time and just do yeah. whatever it is. We yeah. involved with the church. and uh-huh. Yeah. You guys, I mean, when you moved your residency, I got to say. <laughs> yeah. That was hard on all those Texas folks. It was hard on me. So yeah. now when I changed out the plates on the truck from <laughs> Texas to Alaska plates, I mean, I almost had to have a ceremony. Yeah, it was like, I think we took pictures. Yeah, I mean, I still, I kept the plates for sure. Yeah, I don't know. Come on. It's true of most Texas people. You know, it's a thing. Not all folks from all states understand that, which, yeah, I get it. And I really, really do get it. But (laughs) we're following, right? We're following the Lord wherever he's got us. Some of those are, you know, faithfulness opportunities, right? As we're navigating our path. If you're faithful in what belongs to someone else, you know, or if you're not faithful in what belongs to someone else, how can you be faithful in your own? But if you are faithful in what belongs to someone else, it suggests faithfulness in what is your own. And I appreciate you guys, you know, taking courage. In some ways, you're in your season of service, and in some ways, you're getting ready, I think, for a season of service that's yet to come. I want to take a little bit of time here and talk about where you guys are headed. What do you think? about the future. What's the future here in Alaska? Specifically, I know we've talked a little bit about that. And just what are you hoping for as well? Yeah. Yeah. We just can't get away basically from <laughs> Alaska. You know, we were here those five years with Kingdom AmeriCorps. And then the last couple of years of that back and forth with FBR in Thailand and then back to Alaska again. And especially coming back this year, I would say as soon as we touched down in Anchorage this year, we just both, I mean, we could just feel that Mm. grab, you know, that heart pull to Alaska. And during our time with Kingdom Air Corps, we, for a few of those years, we directed Brooks Range Bible Camp that Mm -hmm. Kingdom Air Corps puts on way up in the north part of the state. 
And so we've had time now to experience native culture and, Mm -hmm. you know, the hardships of, especially as youth of native villages and the struggle that they go through and the isolation almost, you know, more than physically, yes, they're physically isolated, but the spiritual isolation Mm -hmm. is really devastating. So that continues to pull our heart. And then the missionary families of Alaska share in that isolation. You know, they, they go out to serve. But then it's very common, actually, that they don't come in to town only just once a year to Anchorage, you know. So they're they're far out in these these isolated villages wow. for 360 days, you know, yeah. or whatever, 350 days of the year. And it's really expensive to travel and, and all of those things. So they show proves their faithfulness, but also yeah. it's very difficult. And then the third thing that as far as Alaska and ministry here in the United States that we pulls on our heart is just the need for training within the church in these last days as we see them approaching, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. we're, we're seeing all the signs of, you know, mm-hmm. what Jesus described as yeah. the closing of all of this. And so, you know, along the lines of what we already talked about, about deeper freedom, you mm-hmm. know, and levels of freedom. And then you have to experience all of that to be able to take care of other people. Mm-hmm. If you yourself never experienced true freedom and spiritual breakthrough yeah. in your life, it's impossible to pass that on. And so, right. You know, the church in these days, we all need more and more training and, you know, just practice basically mm-hmm. of living out our faith and how to impact the world around us and all of those things. So well, all of those points, we on our heart and it has been since the first year we came. But like mm-hmm. I said, just more and more so much this year, we just uh, we can't escape it. But the the feeling of having a a training center, a resource center here in the, I think in the Matsu Valley, it's just a great location and it's on the road system. Yeah. It's accessible and all of those things, but a place that, you know, you're still in the United States, but you're, you're (laughs) in the last frontier, you're, you're out on the edge. And so the location is great. And it just gives that feeling of I'm going out to be with the Lord kind Mm -hmm. of feeling. I'm Mm -hmm. going out to the wilderness. Right. And so we're praying about that idea and what that would look like to open a facility centered around training for native youth, mm-hmm. for church leadership, for aviation training. Uh-huh. You know, there's just... For believers in ministry and businesses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Just the whole, you know, how to live out your faith in the marketplace as a mm-hmm. Christian yeah. business person, you know, and just all of these things. And it's been an interesting journey the last, just within the last couple of months, the number of close friends that we have that have this same thing being put on their heart for different locations of the United States. Wow. I think the Lord is really asking his church, you know, who some of those scriptures, like whoever's been you know, given much, much will be required. And so much has been given to the United States, the church of the United States resource and training and, and the Lord will require much of us. <laughs> and so, you know, we need you know, places, I think, in different locations of the country where people know, okay, I can go to that place yeah. and receive training. I can yeah. go to that place and experience freedom. I can, right. you know, that next, whatever that next is yeah. for people, you know, next level of freedom or experience with the Lord, they can find it. Mm-hmm. And so we feel like, you know, to have that kind of resource in Alaska is what the Lord's put on our heart. Community. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And I know this is something that's still in development. So when you listen back five years from now, you know, you'll be a lot further down the road than you were at this moment. You know, that's the way it works. You know, your horizon changes as you approach it and you deal with what you see when you get there. 
and try to make the most of it. But the overriding reality is the same. The Lord's leading us in this direction. You know, it could develop in ways that you don't see now, or you know, it could be exactly what you're seeing now, just in a more complete expression. I think it's interesting your comments, but I want to make sure you know Sarah gets out more than two sentences in response. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you feeling for the future? And how are you feeling there? What are you thinking? What are you feeling? Um, I think I feel excited. I don't think that God gives us these things just for us to wonder, you know, mm-hmm. if this mm-hmm. is from him. And I think he has confirmed a lot of things recently. Just um, this is where he's leading us. And like Zach said, when we landed here, you know, it's like the stronger the feeling gets every year coming back. Like this is where he's called us. And I think that it's not just for us. Like he's talking about like all of these things and this training and this place that God has shown us is for those around us and even those in other countries. Yeah. As we continue to bring guys back from Thailand and Burma. And I think it'll be more countries in the future. Mm -hmm. Right. Bring them here for aviation training, but also for spiritual and yeah, just whatever training that God has for us. And I feel like that that is also for people with businesses. Mm. And I think that God is connecting everyone. And I think that he's connecting people here in Alaska to join together and impact the world in a Mm. bigger scale than we ever have before. For sure. Yeah. I think that's the vision that he's placed on our hearts. And Mm -hmm. of course, I think that as we go forward and we continue to draw it out and, Mm. you know, put the pen to the paper and whatever this looks like, I think that I get more excited about it. Yeah. 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 One of the guys I've read so much of his stuff, he said, you know, no vision has any chance of survival if it doesn't immediately descend into hard work. (laughs) You know, I mean, that's the idea. So you're basically taking something of an inspiration and you're beginning to incorporate it into planning, timelines, yeah. what resources will be needed, what's the emphasis, how do we let people know, you know, how do we create a context that what we're inspired to do can flourish in. So that's cool to me. I do want to say, too, that Alaska, I mean, I've been here a few times. I've yet to get to Dead Horse, which is, of <laughs> course, on my list as well as the name I can't pronounce that used to be called Barrow. (laughs) Alaska is a big place and probably as different as anything from the U.S. that's still a part of the U.S., right? right? This is different. It's a different Mm -hmm. place. The people are different, both the native element and the people who got here since 1959. I think that holds unique opportunity, as well as being also in some ways... uh, you know, like this is different. Mm-hmm. It, it holds unique contribution right. potentially. So I'm excited about that development. But if you haven't been to Alaska, you should probably do that. Oh, yeah. 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 No doubt. Yeah. It's, it. it's powerful in a lot of ways. And I think just the difference of bringing people here from other nations mm-hmm. or even from the lower 48, I think, as they mm-hmm. call it, you know, that's cool to me. Yeah. And this is a vision we've been talking about for years with some friends in Texas. And we've thrown the idea around about Mm -hmm. having a place like this in Texas. But as we continue to come up here, it's like the more God has shown us that it's supposed to be here, here in Alaska. Mm. Probably when I was in my early 20s, I had a vision of a retreat center that was really impressed upon me at the time. 
that was 10 years ago. <laughs> that was Just not 10 years ago. Years ago. <laughs> I'm more than twice that into my life right now, you know, but when you guys were talking, Kathy and I, of course, Kathy's here with us. She refuses to be on mic under any circumstances. <laughs> but when we heard you guys talking about what you were being inspired to do, we were both independently reminded of this mm-hmm. thing that was impressed upon us. So we're like, hmm, hmm, okay, hmm. And so we, we, she and I went to Talkeetna or something. I mean, yeah, uh, Talkeetna. Talkeetna. Okay. Names are very hard. We went, you know, it's a little further north. And of course, in kind of in celebration of our anniversary, we went up there and hung out. And the place we stayed in was, we got kind of this idea like, oh, you know, it's like the mm-hmm. next kind of facility, yeah. the place yeah. we stayed. So I got to say, you guys have inspired us to kind of reconsider again. That would have been 30 years ago. You know, and it's never too late, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Please tell me it's never too it's late. Not. It's, not. Yeah, it's one, never too late. Yeah. One of the couples we're referring to that the Lord talked to them about building an embassy. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. and um, just that idea of being ambassadors mm-hmm. and yeah. an ambassador to another country has to have a physical location. Yeah. Yeah. Or an embassy that people right. of that country or people needing assistance can go to this physical place. And yeah. they know that within those walls, right. there's safety, there's right. help. And so I think the Lord is really doing that mm-hmm. in a lot of places of the world. But, you know, we've heard of kind of each corner, you know, Florida yeah. to Alaska and Texas, you know, right of the U.S. where he's moving people physically to specific locations or like, this is the kind of place I want you to open as a physical spot where people can know, mm-hmm. you know, I can go there for resource, yeah. for help. Yeah. He's, he's wanting to equip people. And then, like you said, the people who say yes and are willing to move or sell or do whatever, those are the ones that he will use to lead the thing, mm-hmm. you know, or to start mm-hmm. it or to whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I yeah. think it's a vision of the church have an ongoing life together too, and not just once a week. I think right. It's an ongoing yeah, right. Because we're gonna need each other more and more. And more yeah, you know. Yeah. 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 I think we're less aware right even now of our need of each other. This is a growing awareness. In so many ways, we are a body, you know. Cells living in cooperation and mutual contribution. And that can do nothing but grow. <laughs> Because what we have now is a very slight and sometimes pitiful example. But God, grow us up, you know, grow us in the direction of that mutuality. Mostly I'm thinking about the human element. And I'm not just talking about like the guy who does the X and the guy who does the Y and the lady who does the Z or whatever. But the relationships necessary. I think especially, I mean, you guys have seen missionaries from the States go out different places. You know, a lot of what we do in church and in ministry and stuff is, is we get transfixed by the things that aren't primary. It's the relationships that are going to be the foundation of this expression of God's grace. Buildings come, resources come, vehicles come, planes come, all those things come. But all of those things are because of the humans, you know, the people inside. And, you know, God made the Sabbath for man, not Mm -hmm. man for the Sabbath. We get that backwards. You've seen a lot of people that in missions that go out and build something from the States. 
it means they're they need to do something on a weekend vacation makes them feel better about themselves and they know how to make build something and some of them don't know how to build something you know what I'm but there's so much focus in ministry in the u.s on buildings so what else would we do <laughs> we go out and build something you know and sadly it offers a legitimization of stuff that isn't legitimate in a lot of times that I've seen, you know, places I've been, the poorer you get, people hang their legitimacy on different things. In the U.S., we hang our legitimacy as a ministry a lot of times on the physical edifice or maybe money in the bank, whatever. And then, you know, I've seen it go all the way down to where people, if they could just get amplified, you know, if they could just get amplified, if we can just get a keyboard and a mic, you know, (laughs) we're spiritually legitimate. Sadly, a lot of that's been exported from the U.S. in a wrong way. And it's a sad development. But I, what, I'm, what I'm trying to say is we just, the main thing is the humans, the people. God so loved those people that he did all the rest of this stuff. And I think we do ourselves good and right to keep that and remind ourselves, you know, this is for the people that God did this. This native boy is going to get saved and he's going to say yes to Jesus and he's going to follow him. and He's going to have a contribution to others. And that's going to be the result of what we do. And this guy who's saying yes to the Lord, kind of maybe he's a little shaky, you know, but he's getting there and he, he's going to fly people all over the world with the gospel because he got training to how to fly or just got a dose of we need to go as deep in God as we can. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to have a broad contribution, but all of those are about the people. God didn't pity the world for God so pitied the world. No, he did. it wasn't it. He loved, you know, it's a different type of emotion, no matter what the circumstances are, whether you're powerfully wealthy. If you come from poor people like me, you go, oh, what? <laughs> you know, God loves those people who are across the spectrum of experience. So I want to just encourage all of us to keep those individuals in mind and do what we can to keep our motives synced up to the Lord. And yes, it's about management, resources, and buildings. And it's hard to instruct flying unless you've got a million dollar simulator or a plane, (laughs) you know, so, you know, you know, there are going to be some needs there. I know your list will fill in, but at a minimum, we're talking about location. You got a family you're raising, you know, there's some necessities there. And you've got the flight piece and whatever else the Lord adds to you. If it's a retreat center or some kind of a center that, you know, there's going to be people, not just a few, you know. So God give you a vision and grace and provision for that. As we're wrapping up, what else should we mention? What else is on your mind? I get excited when we talk about it. Think there, the possibilities are endless, yeah, what you yeah. can do. So it is exciting. I think just, you know, whatever God has put on your heart, along the lines of what you're saying, don't forget to collaborate with mm. people. Just that one word to yeah. me in the last few months, six months or so, yeah. collaboration. And I mean, it's not a new concept by any mm-hmm. means, you know, mm-hmm. of course, like we're the body of Christ and you can't say you don't need the foot or I don't need the hand right. or, or you right. know, all those things. But I think really to see these kind of dreams become reality, I'm learning the necessity of mm-hmm. collaboration, you know? And so, I mean, it, whatever it is that God's put on your heart, you have to be willing to accept help yeah. and, you know, to really see it become something 
big or life changing for a broader mm-hmm. number of people, you yeah. know, the, you can't just do that all by yourself. And it's actually a lot more fun too. As a, I think, uh, introverted kind of person, like if I was just left to myself and I didn't push myself, I would, you know, I would lean that direction for yeah. sure. But being pushed towards, you know, relationship. And now I look forward to that and I really see the value of mm. joining and partnering with people. And uh, a lot of times we, we try to shy away from people who are different, but actually you need those people. Those are the people you should right. lean into like, Hey, you're different than me. And I need mm. whatever that difference is. So yeah, uh, working with free Burma Rangers has, mm-hmm. has helped teach me that you know, yeah. within the Christian religion or a Christian faith, you know, mm-hmm. different backgrounds and learning to value those people and the, you know, the strengths that they bring to the team. And so it's been a big blessing in the last few years, but then, yeah, whatever you're doing, I mean, it's such a necessity. You can't just be a lone ranger. So. Mm-hmm. Yes. Band of brothers. Yes. I appreciate you, you being willing to kind of share your story. It's mm-hmm. encouraging. There's a process we're going through. Wherever we are in that process, it's reassuring to realize that other people have been there and they've made it. You know, if somebody wants to contact you guys, they have a plane there and their personal hangar that's just been sitting and they they want to get that to you for what you're doing. How can we get them in touch with you? Yeah. Lovinglifemissions.org. Lovinglifemissions.org. Yeah. You're also on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. the same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Loving Life Missions. And yeah. there's a little plane icon, I think, yeah. in yeah. there You're from the Loving mission. Yeah. yeah, Loving Life. Thanks for sitting in with me. Yeah, Thanks I really, I really appreciate it. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll do it again in a couple more years. We'll yeah, follow up. We'll find out what where we are on the phases. To be continued, not the end. To be continued. Oh, yes, yes, Sarah. To be, to be continued. There yeah. it is, right there. <laughs> with that, I am Scott McClellan for FX Missions from the Forefront. To contact me or us, please do so at fxmissions.com. You've been listening to From the Forefront, hosted by FX Missions' Scott McClelland. If you've enjoyed this episode and you'd like more information on today's guest, please go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash fxmissions. Please rate our show on iTunes or your favorite podcast provider. If you know someone who should be a guest on our podcast, we're currently reviewing candidates for upcoming episodes. Please submit their name, affiliation, and an essay of why their story needs to be told to info at fxmissions.com. And of course, you can always follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our website at fxmissions.com. From Scott McClelland and the whole team here at FX Missions, thanks for listening. Till next time, have a great day.